different ideas about good health? How do you separate the myths from the facts? Welcome to Healthy View Radio with your trio of co-hosts, Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fennighaus. Today, you'll learn what it takes to be healthy and happy within a stressful world from three experts walking their talk. Here is Lisa, Andrea, and Michelle. Well, hello and welcome to Healthy View Radio. You know, in the wellness world, we obviously talk a lot about living a healthy life. We often talk about living a life that's aligned with our values, but rarely have I heard anyone talk about living a responsible life. And that's the topic of today's episode. We'll find out why responsibility and health go hand in hand. My name is Michelle Fennickhouse, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Andrea Beeman and Lisa Lutan. Hey, girls. Hi. So, you guys, I have a story for you. Oh, no. (laughs) I was thinking about this topic of responsibility, and of all the things to come into my mind, I couldn't shake this one thing that was bugging me so bad. So, here's what happened. I drive down to Hartsdale uh, about once a month. It's about a half an hour drive for me to get to the closest Trader Joe's. And you know how those parking lots are always madness? Mm-hmm. Like cars everywhere. Everybody's pissed off. They've been standing in line for 45 minutes trying to buy their stuff. You know, it's always a scene in the parking lot. And it was raining that day. So I got my stuff. I got out. I was in the rain and got my bags into the car. Hopped in, I was about to drive away, and I heard this voice hollering at me. So I look up, (laughs) you know, a bunch of New Yorkers (laughs) in this part of the world. Someone's always hollering, but she was hollering at me. So I look up, and it's this woman in the car next to me, and she's rolling down her window like this and shouting at me. She's going, you, you can't leave your cart there. Who do you think you are? That's going to do damage to somebody else's vehicle. I'm like, what? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I thought she was going to come girl. beat me up, you know? <laughs> she was big. So I look over and yeah, my car, I put it real nice in between, the sp- you know, the parking spots. So it wasn't rolling anywhere. I was just sitting there real nice. I look around. There's cars everywhere because it's raining and nobody wants to go walk into the other row to like return the cart into the cart return thing. So the woman's still yelling at me, and I just kind of told her to mind her business. You know, just (laughs) firm, firm, no yelling, mind your business, shut my door, and I drove away. But, like, I still kind of feel shaken about it (laughs) to be yelled at like that in public because I really do consider myself a very responsible person, like maybe hyper-responsible. Like, if you sent me an invoice for something, I pay it immediately. Split second, boom, paid, done. Or if uh, I make an appointment... I'm there. I'm there five minutes early. So I take a lot of pride in that. Anyway, I was wondering if you could make me feel any better. I think you guys are really responsible. We've been doing this show together for almost a year. But please tell me that there's some area of your life that you're not always that responsible or maybe even a little bit lazy. Well, I always feel like I should be composting, like, and I don't. (laughs) Honestly, I do. I think about it a lot, but I don't do it. So I definitely could improve there for sure. I'm trying to think. I I went to, um, a long time ago, I went to a, um, uh, I guess it was a conference or something like that. And there was a guy talking, his name was Bill Spears. And, um, and he was talking about responsibility and it's something to the effect of, because it, it landed on me so hard, uh, 
because I told him I'm so busy. My clients are calling me all the time and all this stuff. And he goes, he goes, don't call them back. And I said, what? Don't call them back. He goes, he goes, yeah, wait a day, wait two days. You're not on call. You're not in an emergency room. <laughs> he goes, just don't call them back. And I was like, oh, God, that makes perfect sense, right? So it was for me, it was more about um, learning how to set boundaries. And like you said, when a bill comes in, you pay it and you do all this stuff. But there are certain things that I, um, I will not take responsibility for. Right. So I, I'm setting I set boundaries around the things that I will not take responsibility for. A client contacts me on a Saturday night. I'm not in emergency room. I'm not taking responsibility for that. They can call back on. I'll get back to them on a Monday. Right. Um, and also, just like what you said, uh, you know, like there are things that you really do take responsibility for. I read an amazing book years ago called Sermon on the Mount by Emmett Fox. And he said that you are your word, right? And then things, your whole life will change when you are your word. So just like you, right? If I say I'm going to do something, I'll be there at three o'clock or I'll take care of this. I am responsible to my word that leaves my mouth. Right. I'm going to be there at three o'clock, you know, unless there's a train wreck or something like that. I'll be there at three o'clock. I'm taking responsibility for things that I put out into the world and the things that I say. Now, this cart shaming that happened to you. (laughs) (laughs) Which I do the same, Michelle. Don't feel bad. I often leave the cart there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad it's not just me. No, not just you. (laughs) Some days you do and some days I don't. It all depends on how I'm feeling that day and the weather for sure. For sure. Uh, yeah, and they do have people that come into the, the parking lot and they carry the carts back, right? For those oh. irresponsible people that don't bring the carts back. <laughs> <laughs> and don't you think it would be irresponsible of me to deprive those folks of their job? Totally. Absolutely. <laughs> they need to yeah. be employed. They need to be earning a living. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Some of the stores now will walk you out and help you with your bags, and then they take the cart right back with you. What? Yeah, some of them out here, like in the Boston area. What store is that? You should give them a shout out. <laughs> I think it's Roach Brothers, but you know, the truth is now I, I'm going to give a big plug for Instacart because I use Instacart now for my groceries most of the time. And What's an Instacart? Instacart delivers from like Whole Foods and like Fresh Direct. Yeah, they'll go to Whole Foods and do your shopping for you and then deliver it to your house. And this has changed my life, like, in a huge way. Wow. Yeah. Well, so no more carts. No more carts. But, all right, here's a sort of a level of responsibility. I've ordered uh, delivery for my groceries as well. And then I feel really guilty about all the packaging. Did they do that? Mm. They just bring it in the same. Oh, the bags. I mean, I do like to use my reusable bags, but I reuse those bags in another way. So I don't feel bad about it. Oh, they don't do like all the styrofoam and cardboard and extra. They just bring them in the regular Whole Foods bags. And there's only a couple of us at home now. So there's not as much groceries as when my kids were home. You know, so it's a few bags. It's not a lot. I'm a repurposer of bags, too. You know, like, um, I don't always, like, that could be a guilty thing. Like, somebody could bag shame you for showing up at the Whole Foods and you don't have your own <laughs> bag to get your 10% off or 5% off or whatever it is. Um, but those bags, I repurpose in, you, you know, like, we have recyclable stuff. So, the, like, the paper bags from Whole Foods, those are the ones that I put my cardboard in and then I take my cardboard down 
because that all gets goes to the same place. So no bag shaming. But compost, yeah. composting. I yeah. yeah, I don't compost. I don't compost. But I do separate the garbage, the plastics from the regular. Yeah, I do that. That's like a no-brainer. <laughs> <laughs> Not. I mean, for us, it's a no-brainer. But for the majority of people, look at all the the garbage piles in the world, right? It's. It's not like, you know, it's true. My son, when he was in high school, this was a whole bunch of years ago, went on this program in um, the Bahamas, like, you know, where they learned about sustainability and oceanography. And he came back and he goes, we're not using plastic and we're not using styrofoam. And that was many years ago. And like that day I canceled my Poland Spring subscription and we went to bottled water. And it was really at the time, it was really a huge change in our lives. And I'm still very grateful you know, for him and that program that it woke us up to it. That seems so old school, the styrofoam <laughs> containers. I know, but they're still out there. They're slowly getting banned, but they're still there. Didn't they just ban straws? Yeah. Plastic straws. And yeah, I just had one though the other day and I'm like, what the hell? A plastic straw? Yeah, I was getting some iced tea. And they How dare one. you? I know, <laughs> I did feel a little guilty. I'm you like, just killed the planet. <laughs> I know. These are things we have to talk about. Now, listen, another way that we can take responsibility for ourselves, obviously, like saving the earth and buying our organic food. But, you know, when life situations come about, what about this idea of turning lemons into lemonade as a way of taking responsibility? I want to hear how you girls have done that in your life. Your biggest lemon, go. (laughs) Biggest lemon. Well, you know, like um, for, uh, yeah. I want to say, you know, for me, it was disease, right? So you get a disease and some people will be like, oh, this disease sucks. And initially you're like, oh, this disease sucks. I got this, that, and the other thing going on. But there's a way to look at it as a learning experience. Again, repurpose the disease. (laughs) Disease comes in. What is this disease telling me? Right? So mine was a thyroid disease. What What was it telling me? I needed to take responsibility for my life. I needed to change my diet and my lifestyle. I needed to stop screaming and cursing at people, <laughs> right? In the Trader Joe's parking lot. Was that you? <laughs> that was me. I was shaming you. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree with Andrea. And I'm going to take it one step further that even a bad mood for me now, it's like, oh, what is this bad mood or what is this low energy here to teach me? And what can I do with it? And how can I let it, what can I learn from it? And what is it? How can I let it flow naturally instead of forcing it into something that it's not? And that's been a real game changer for me in the last, you know, five, 10 years of like manipulating the thought processes and taking responsibility for your own happiness is Mm. huge. That is huge. So the lemon is like the bad mood or the little rain cloud over your head and Mm. being able to turn that around, not waiting for someone else to do it for you. Well, nobody else can do it for you. I mean, I, I think people wait, right? Uh, I'll be happy when this person likes me better or when this happens out, outside of themselves. But I don't think that that's the reality. You know, like if you're in a bad mood, nothing can shift that except the internal part of you. At least that's my belief system. I agree. I totally agree. That's a big shift for folks, you know, or thinking yeah. I'll be happy when, I'll be happy mm-hmm. when this happens or when that happens. You know, um, you guys probably know this. I don't know if our listeners and viewers know this, but speaking about turning lemons into lemonade, there's a documentary. You could find it on Vimeo. It's called Lemonade. What? Is that, 
Doesn't that star Michelle Fenninghaus? That star is Michelle Fenninghaus. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I think we need a private showing. Yes, we'll do a yeah, private showing. Yes. It's funny to watch now because it's pretty old. It's almost 10 years old. We filmed that. that and I, I watch it and I would look at myself from 10 years ago and think, wow, she looked good. <laughs> and, and she still looks good. Oh, she still looks all right. Yeah, no kidding. But that's a, you know, I just wanted to throw that out there because so that documentary was all about those of us who were laid off from advertising back in 2008, 2009, um, when the economy crashed and talk about lemons, right? And every one of us in that documentary are examples of folks who took those lemons and turned it around, started a new career, a new hobby, you know, changed our whole entire lives. And that's how I got into health coaching it was because I got that pink slip and I thought, well, now, now or never, better do it now. <laughs> <laughs> But that's hard, right? Being an entrepreneur, like compared to working for a, a boss or a company where someone's telling you what to do, working for yourself, that feels to me like so much more responsibility. Oh, it's well, huge. I, it's huge. I started doing it at 23 years old. And so like the thought of even working for somebody else, I can't even imagine at this point. And yeah. when stuff goes wrong, you know, you can always blame your boss when you have a boss. <laughs> Blame the marketing department, the advertising department. Wasn't me. <laughs> the IT department when the tech stuff fails. Yeah. 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 But it is a huge responsibility to have your own business and run your own business because you are literally responsible for everything, especially um, metting out the work. <laughs> right? Well, and when you have people depending on you for their livelihood, that's a tremendous responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Way easier than working for corporate in many ways, but harder in many ways as well. Double-edged yeah. sword there. So in general, do you guys find that people are more likely to play the victim or to take responsibility for their health? Hmm. It depends, right? So I think that the people that are into health and wellness, like a lot of them are also usually not always, but usually working on mindset as well. So they they may view the responsibility of their health a little differently. But I know a lot of people outside of the health and wellness communities that are blaming everything and my mother did this to me and my father did that and I can't get a better, you know, a lot in life, uh, you know, this, that and the other thing. Um, And it it, it really hinders them in their life and in their health and in every facet when they don't take responsibility. And I remember Wayne Dyer said, you're responsible for everything that happens in your life. You're the creator of everything. And that was a very powerful and profound statement to understand and to get. Uh, you know, like we're responsible for our health, our sickness, our wealth, our livelihood. Everything is our responsibility. I think that when it comes to weight loss, people are always hoping there's a reason like, oh, it's my thyroid or, oh, it's my this or that. And whenever I run into or meet somebody who's lost a lot of weight, I, would go, I always say, how do you do it? And they, it's always the same. Like, I was ready. It's mm-hmm. like, I took responsibility. I was ready. It doesn't matter how they did it. It's always different ways. But they woke up one day and they said, I was ready. And so I think that's exactly it. They took responsibility on themselves and stopped looking for all the excuses. Because there's a million excuses. Totally. <laughs> there always are. Even <laughs> if it is your thyroid. Even yeah. that doesn't mean that just happened to you, right? Right. You can take responsibility for that as well. I hear a lot of people just kind of, 
shrug their shoulders and say, well, genetics. Mm. Eh, I don't buy that either. Right. You know, we have the capability of either turning on or off those little switches that'll say, hey, yes, disease is coming or no, health, this, this cell is vibrant and healthy. So I, I don't buy that either. Yeah, I believe it's 15% of disease can be attributed to genetics and the rest is all diet and lifestyle and how we choose to express the genes that we're given or yeah. how we choose to you know, live our lives and therefore the genes are expressed or not. I think in Biology of Belief by Bruce Lipton, I think he says it's 5%. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and the rest of it is, you know, it's the circumstance, it's the, you know, the fluid, the cells, the thoughts, everything. Oh, man. So listen, guys, we need to take a break. But when we get back, we will be introducing our guest, Lillian McDermott. Lillian has been in sales and marketing most of her career, but she is also a soloist at her church, a certified life coach, and the host of the Lillian McDermott radio show. The purpose of the show is to empower those who have forgotten that they matter and create 100% responsibility for everything we do. Lillian's focus is to share friendly and respectful discussions that lead to growth. She believes that people do not need to have a PhD to give good, friendly advice, Oh, good. I love that. (laughs) You just have to be a good friend and trust your intuition. Lillian is committed to promoting healing, and it is her mission to make awareness, responsibility, and truth a part of our everyday life. And we'll be back with Lillian after the break. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you sick of striving for a vision of healthy that just doesn't exist? Join the club. Expert health coaches Andrea Beeman, Michelle Fenighaus, and Lisa Lutan are more than just voices on the radio. They're here to help you make real change in real life. Join their Facebook community, HealthyViewRadio.com, to ask questions, get behind the scenes, and receive early access to special offers and events. Again, you can connect at HealthyViewRadio.com. Remember to subscribe to Healthy View Radio on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Do you ever have an off day? Or is your life positive and uplifting? Making Life Brighter is a forum for positive, inspired, and contemplative thought, showcasing experts in their fields, including authors, musicians, and artists. Your host, Winifred Adams, will bring to life topics to stimulate and make your life brighter. We want to hear from you. Be sure to tune in Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN.
You're listening to Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenighouse with Healthy View Radio. Do you have a question or comment for the show? Please call us right now at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email from our Voice America radio page. You'll find connections to reach any of the hosts there. Now, back to Healthy View Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Healthy View Radio. I'm Lisa Lutan, and we've been talking about living a responsible life. I'm super excited to introduce you to our guest today, Lillian McDermott, whose mission is to make awareness, responsibility, and truth part of our everyday life. So welcome to the show, Lillian. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, ladies, for having me on the show. This is exciting. Yeah, well, we're super excited to talk to you and all this wonderful stuff that you're doing. But first, we need to get a little personal. So we're going to ask you a couple questions just about you. Okay. Starting with, what did you have for breakfast today? (laughs) Okay, so today was a run and go. I create breakfast once a week, and so I grab my breakfast and run. So uh, I prepare, actually, it's not once a week, maybe a couple times a week. So I prepare the juice. um, So I, I make smoothies. And I store them in, in my refrigerator. And then I also started Lily's Healthy Start, which has kale and spinach and blueberries and a bunch of seeds like flax, um, uh, hemp, and chia. And I add coconut to that and cinnamon and turmeric. I mean, there's so many things. I call it Lily's Healthy Start. And pretty much with the exception of the blueberries and strawberries, the juice has strawberries and the blueberries in my to-go jar. So I prepare that and then I grab it and I'm ready to go. Wait, is it prepared like a smoothie or is it? So Andrea, I, what I do is I do two things. I'm a big eater. I love to eat. And so uh, it's so much easier to just grab and go. And so I prepare a smoothie on Sunday so that I can grab and go during the week. And then also I call it Lily's Healthy Start in a Jar. So I just put it in there, fix it one time, and I'm done. Wow, you're smarty. Did you not know that about me? Grab and go. Are you eating in the car? Um, Well, well, I had an appointment this morning, real early, so I ate after the appointment. Okay, because you need to know you're not eating it and driving or something like that. No, no, but sometimes I've been known to to drink and drive, but <laughs> not alcohol. <laughs> We're talking responsibility here. <laughs> Driving under the influence of juice. Absolutely, it's delicious. Got it's it. to live for. Okay, good. So what is the one thing you do every single day that has the greatest impact on your life? The greatest thing that I do that has is learn something new. I believe that there was a time in my life that I thought because I had a diploma, I knew everything. You know, it's like my beliefs were the truth. And so I think the greatest thing that I've done for myself is be open that someone else knows more than I do and that I am willing to learn as a student. So when I bring that, plus I do my own meditation in the morning, and I think my bathroom is my sanctuary. I don't want to give too much information, but that's where it all begins. <laughs> awesome. I love that. Thank and you. what is your guilty pleasure? My guilty pleasure. You know, I try not to feel guilt. 
I take vacations. <laughs> so the word guilt itself just brings every cell in me down. So I would say uh, a pleasure that I experience that I normally don't experience all the time would be whenever I have something that I don't make. Like uh, when I go to a restaurant or um, when I eat something that I don't prepare, that I know, I don't know what's in it, but I know it's going to be good. I'll just enjoy it. Okay. Does that make sense? Totally. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So Lillian, you talk a lot about responsibility and the word responsibility itself feels very high pressure. And so can you explain what you mean by that in a way that is not like, ah, but it's just something that we can do every day? Absolutely. And that's the greatest question. Because ever since I made that little shift, uh, it's changed my life. Responsibility for most of us feels, it, 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 the meaning is blame, shame, fault, duty. And whenever you say the word responsibility, oh, you know, fine, I'll take responsibility. You won't do it. Fine, I'll do it. It has this negative, you know, bring you down kind of connotation. And what I do on my radio show that could be heard at whenyouneedafriend.com, what I do on my show is I reformat and change the way we view responsibility. Instead of blame, shame, fault, or duty, the word responsibility means empowerment and freedom. If I take 100% responsibility for everything, I now take ownership of my life. That feels good. Yeah. Yeah. Wise advice. Yeah, that's great. And you break it all down into eight keys to a responsible life. And we're going to go through those eight and see how many we can get through. Okay. Talk about them for a little bit. So first, I'm going to Why don't you tell everybody what the eight keys are, and then we can jump in and discuss each one. Perfect. Okay. So I've had wonderful teachers on my show for the last seven years, and so I've picked up little keys from them. So one of them is nutrition. The next one is exercise, um, abstinence, and I'm talking about abstinence to sugar, and uh, (laughs) just in case anybody wants to freak out. Okay. So sugar and excessive alcohol. And so um, breathing, breathing is really good. And so connecting to um, your grounding yourself, Uh, sleep, restorative sleep is important. Uh, Being in touch with a higher power and the closer you become to that higher power, the more connected you become to yourself. And then uh, seven would be gratitude, forgiveness. And then number eight is giving back. Like giving back a, a grocery cart at the shopping at the store. Uh, you know, I need to talk to you, Michelle, about that. There's a lot of guilt in your life. <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> All right, so let's jump in and we'll see how many we can get through. But let's start with let's start with nutrition, because it seems like everything starts with nutrition. I've had wonderful um, guests on my show, Andrea Beeman Beeman being one of them. I love her. And uh, so we've learned so many different things. But the lifestyle I have has resonated with me because everybody has something that resonates with them. But the lifestyle that has resonated for me with nutrition is a nutritarian lifestyle. 
And with the nutritarian lifestyle, you focus on nutrition as opposed to, you know, counting calories and counting carbs and all of that. You focus on eating nutrients. Nutrient-dense foods may not necessarily have the highest level of calories, and that's what makes you full, the fats, the healthy fats, the the, and so um, that's the nutritional aspect. And Dr. Joel Furman has been a guest, a regular monthly guest on my show um, that has talked about uh, a nutritarian lifestyle. So I don't know if you know who Dr. Joel Furman is, but he wrote Eat to Live. He's amazing. But I've, I've had all sorts of other doctors as well come on the show to talk about a healthy lifestyle. So I've kind of like adopted that as well for myself. Yeah, no, I've read some of his books. He's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Um, anything to me that focuses on real food, you know, like you real can't food. eat that. Eat real food. Comes yes. Down. And you know what I like about the nutritarian lifestyle is you don't have to be vegan. You can add, um, you know, healthy, grass-fed, wild-caught um, animal pro- product and I don't say, and I keep, I, I keep from saying animal proteins. A lot of people say animal proteins, but I say animal products because you can find your proteins in beans and beans and, and your veggies and, and everything you eat has proteins. But when you, you can also add a bit than 5%, 5 to 10%. The standard American diet is probably 30 to 50%. Who knows, even higher for some oh, people. Oh, it's probably higher. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So to keep it in moderation, and it works for me. Yeah. So eat real food, best quality you can get your hands on. Absolutely. And that does take a lot of personal responsibility because it means investigating what am I eating? What's in it? How is it made? Where did it come from? I mean, this is no small task. I think that's that's a brilliant example of how taking responsibility is so empowering because then you start understanding really what you're feeding yourself and paying attention to how you feel on the other side. Yeah, and it's and it's really reverse fighting food, reverse disease fighting the f- food, and so many people don't realize. And my registered service mark is you can take a pill or you can take responsibility. And it's not that I'm against the pill; I am for doing everything you possibly can to take responsibility for your life. And again, knowing that I'm reforming, matting it to empowerment and freedom, it 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 gives me choice. I love that. And especially when it comes to reading labels. You know, I feel like when clients of mine start reading labels, it's like this awareness. They go, oh, my God, I never had any idea. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, listeners, that's like one tiny thing you can start doing to make a huge change in your life right away. Absolutely. Even Dr. Michael Clapper, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but Michael Clapper came on and something as simple as this. He said that, you know, I, most people should eat a whole food plant-based life, the diet, right? But if you do have processed foods, that sodium is so important that you nip that, bring it down as much as you possibly can. So how do you know if something is healthy for you? The, the, if you? If you look at the amount of calories in that particular processed in a box that has all the ingredients and all, all the numbers in there. And then you look at the sodium. Your sodium should be no more in milligrams than the calories. So if you have 100 calories, you should have less than 100 milligrams of sodium. Isn't that like a quick little tip? That's a great tip. I love that tip. And yes. speaking of labels, let's jump to, over to abstinence because like the whole sugar thing is really um, 
something I like to think and talk about quite a bit as well. So abstinence, we're talking not what you're thinking. We're talking sugar <laughs> abstinence. If you're thinking sex, then that's healthy for you. So that's, you want to keep doing that until you're like 150. So, but the, when it comes to sugar, the sugar is like, we consume 152 pounds of sugar a year. That's six cups of sugar a week. Wow. That's ridiculous. Great. And when you, when you look at, and, and we do it without even thinking, it's, it's in our processed foods to make it feel better. And I mean, Andrea, weren't you the one that talked about on my show about how, you know, the, the way the food is to trick and hack our taste buds? I, I thought it was you. Maybe it might have been, but I've been having on. <laughs> Sounds like Go ahead, take responsibility. Take credit for it. Take credit <laughs> take for it. Credit. I'll take credit. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, they spend billions of dollars in the food industry, the processed food industry, to hack our brains, to addict us right away. And the the reality is that if we were to eliminate these things and we eat a more whole food plant-based lifestyle, again, going back to the nutrition aspect, we won't even crave it, which is the, I'm a, I was a big sugar holic. I probably exceeded 152 pounds of sugar a year. I probably had that a week. I was that bad. And now I don't even crave it. Yeah. It's amazing. So I want to jump to another area. And this is an area we don't talk about too much is beliefs. And how does that fit in? Well, belief is so important. And you've heard so many different expressions. If you think it, it will be. And so we tend to go down, and I, I discuss this all the time, how important belief is. We tend to go down what could go wrong. Everything, you know. And so I, as a life coach, I like to move things around and shift things around and, okay, go down the scenario of what could go wrong, but what about what could go right? Can we give that equal opportunity and then create whatever you think could go wrong, figure out different ways that you can avoid it? What can I do? to avoid that, what could go wrong, and let me embrace what could go right. So belief trumps our DNA. And I I heard um, Andrea talk earlier about the biology of belief. I've interviewed uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton. Amazing. And how important, if you believe something's going to kill you, it will. If you believe a pill is going to make you better, it may not necessarily will because it's not truth. And we can create that with, you know, it's a mind-body-spirit approach to health. So there are certain things that we create as far as a limitation for ourselves, but there's so much more. And there is that open, that open to opportunities, open to growth. What else is out there that could trump this DNA crap that we've been served, which isn't good? Can I say crap? I know I can. I think I just did, right? They want out, but we have a problem. (laughs) We say crap at least two or three times a week. Very good, very good. No, but belief is very important. It is so important that we guard our thoughts. And I always say on the show, nip it in the thought. First, it's the thought, then it's the feeling, and then that feeling will turn into an action. So if we can protect our thoughts, yes, it is important to feel things that 
maybe bring sadness to our life and maybe things that we did that might guilt us, like leaving a, a, a cart in the parking lot, you know, <laughs> that might guilt us, but then allow it to go through you and leave you. So belief is so important when it creating responsibility in your life. Yeah, we were talking about that before with even a bad mood and just sure. what is this here to show me as opposed to like getting into that, you know, downward spiral of thought, which we attach it to. And that's such a game changer I have found for, yeah. for myself yeah. and for others. Yeah, not to you, for you. Oh, I love that one. That Why is this happening for me? What a powerful yeah. question that is. Good. Why is this happening for me? This is great. Uh, we have so many more things to talk about, but we're getting closer to the break. And I want listeners to know where they can learn more about you and the great work you're doing. Thank you so much for that, Lisa. Um, they can go to whenyouneedafriend.com. I have my 90-day challenge to self-love ebook. If they go to whenyouneedafriend.com and they sign up uh, as a subscriber, they will get a free copy and they get lots of gifts and the show gets downloaded. But I'm on Monday through Saturday. And they can listen live or they can listen on YouTube. I've got my own YouTube uh, channel. So there's so many different ways. But if they go to whenyouneedafriend.com, that's the one-stop shop where they can find all my social media and everything there. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank Lillian, you. Thank you so much. Are you going to make it the best day ever? We are. Do you want to say that? Yeah, sugar. <laughs> so, so, so do we do it on the out? We can make it. So, so this is what I wish everybody. I wish you love, peace, joy, and unexpected abundance. Make it the best day ever. Well, stay tuned, everybody. We will be back shortly after the break with two guests, Erin and Jeremy Quinn, who left their big jobs to move to a little island and redefine healthy living. Stay tuned, and we will be back shortly. Helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you sick of striving for a vision of healthy that just doesn't exist? Join the club. Expert health coaches Andrea Beeman, Michelle Fenighaus, and Lisa Lutan are more than just voices on the radio. They're here to help you make real change in real life. Join their Facebook community, HealthyViewRadio.com, to ask questions, get behind the scenes, and receive early access to special offers and events. Again, you can connect at HealthyViewRadio.com. Remember to subscribe to Healthy View Radio on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have you figured out what to attract in your life in order to make it successful? There are those who can and those who can learn. Your intensified energy gives you willpower to move the bar forward and be happy. Happy people spread their energy throughout their lives, and once they figure it out, go on to be successful at nearly everything they set their mind to. Join host Ellen Morano and her panel of guest experts and co-hosts on Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life, Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Health and Wellness. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
You're listening to Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenighaus with Healthy View Radio. Do you have a question or comment for the show? Please call us right now at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email from our Voice America radio page. You'll find connections to reach any of the hosts there. Now, back to Healthy View Radio. Welcome back to Healthy View Radio. My name is Andrea Beeman, and today we've been talking about living a responsible life. And in this section, I am personally responsible for introducing you to our next guests. We have with us Erin and Jeremy, and this lovely couple met in undergrad while pursuing a degree in exercise science. Uh, They each knew that they wanted to help people become healthier and better versions of themselves, and this was the path to changing the world. And this connection to each other and to their mission made them feel energized, inspired, and alive. It became apparent to them that to be truly healthy requires a full-spectrum approach. So about two years ago, Aaron and Jeremy, with two small children in tow, left lucrative positions and moved to Dalfsku Island? in South Carolina or off the coast of South Carolina to start a business and a life that aligns with their healthy ideals. It's an island with no bridge, so the 450 full-time residents and guests enjoy a boat ride to get to this beautiful sea island. Mm -hmm. The community on the island is like a small town from decades past where people wave and say hi, and the kids can leave the house and play without maximum security, and the members of the community look out for one another. So the next phase in uh, in the journey for Aaron and Jeremy is to bring the aspects of living their best life to clients through hosting retreats in their little slice of paradise. And it won't cost you a small fortune or even a passport to get there. So hello, Aaron and Jeremy. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Hi, Andrea. Thanks for having us. Our topic is about responsibility. Mm-hmm. And uh, can you see how this topic relates to the folks that you're working with that have Parkinson's disease? Absolutely. I mean, especially with something that's chronic, like Parkinson's disease, it can really feel like, as you guys said in the last segment, something that's happening to you. And as much as you can't take blame for getting a disease, you can take responsibility. For, for what you do in a day to manage that disease, for the fact that the disease is a part of your life. It's not a shame game. It's not a, this is my fault, but it is now, it's been thrust upon me, but it's my responsibility to act in a certain way based on this disease. And, you know, it's, it's, um, it's really hard with something like Parkinson's. You wake up and you don't feel like your body listens to you. Your, mo- your, your limbs don't move the way that you want them to. Your brain doesn't operate the way you think it should. You feel trapped inside of your own body and it doesn't behave <laughs> the way you tell it to. So it's hard to feel uh, that sense of responsibility when you feel like a lot of things are dictated to you rather than what was the quote from the last thing, uh, not to you, for you, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to, it's hard to take that mindset to say, you know, Parkinson's is something that's happening for me. Mm. That's, that's really, that's I think that would be one. really difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, you know, I've worked with a lot of caregivers over the years. And so as I have those conversations and there, there have been some that realize in some ways that they've had a blessing. It wasn't a traditional blessing, but they were forced to reevaluate what their lifestyle was and how they were going about living their life and, and switch to be 
the priorities that they now needed. And so a lot of times it gave them more time to grow their relationship and, and have that be stronger. And so it's amazing. You know, I can, I can see so many examples where there's people who do recognize that it's not the way they would have chosen, but it did bring some, some wonderful things back into their life too. Yeah, so I have a question for you guys. Like, how did you land on Parkinson's as a target audience? Did you know someone with PD or, and have you brought it? Is that, that is your target audience, right? Well, yeah. it, we're, we're definitely targeting beyond that, but it's where we wanted to start because it's, it's the amount of, it's where I spent a lot of my time focusing and specializing in the last seven years before we moved down here to the Fusky. And honestly, it was, it was kind of a, it happened for me kind of moment. It did not, it wasn't my choice, but I moved from Youngstown, Ohio to Columbus, Ohio. And in Youngstown, I was doing athletes and it was all high speed, high power, explosive training. Can you get faster? Can you run um, through a brick wall? Can you jump higher kind of, kind of training? And when I got to Columbus, it was a little bit more of a saturated market in the sports sports specific training kind of thing. And I was looking for a job that I could be excited about. And, and for me, no matter what I was doing, it was always about connecting with an individual and hoping that something that I brought to the table, pushed their life, their ability, their, their training a little further along than it had been before I got there. And so I got a job at a private training studio and it was more 55 and over. And the gentleman who had started that studio, he got into Parkinson's through two of his clients getting it, kind of diagnosed a month apart and he just started kind of chipping away at this thing, kind of trial and error. Can I, can I see what we can do with exercise for Parkinson's? And he eventually self-published a book and a DVD, a companion DVD to go along with it. And by the time I joined his, his little practice there, we were working together to kind of push this whole thing further and further and further along. And what I realized for what he was doing is that he was covering the exercise very well, but, the whole spectrum of what you can do to manage a, a chronic disease, the diet, the, you know, the mindset stuff, um, changing your environment, taking responsibility, having everything else kind of in line. There was really nothing going on online as a resource that way for Parkinson's that was kind of in one place. And so that's where the website pdfitlife.com came into my mind and then eventually into existence. It's interesting. So have you seen a rise in PD? Like I know that I see a rise in PD, but yeah. you guys are right there in it. So are you seeing more and more people and, and what are the age ranges with PD? That's what that's it is. It's, it's like everything else. We feel like all these chronic diseases are just exploding. And suddenly it's, it's like the human population, the human genome wasn't made for, for what we're doing to it. And, and that's obvious everywhere. But Parkinson's, it used to be a disease of the old and every once in a while, somebody like Michael J. Fox would show up with him with a genetic form of early onset Parkinson's disease. And he got diagnosed at 29, but people are being diagnosed in their early twenties with the genetic predisposition to having that familial early onset Parkinson's. And the funny thing is, is early onset Parkinson's is now kind of labeled like 30 and younger, 35 and younger. If you get it at, in your late thirties, you're not even considered an early onset wow. Parkinson's patient anymore. And that's, that's just shows that it's, ex, that it's expanding and it hasn't, hasn't reached any type of peak. It's just going to keep going like everything else. That's the same thing that happened with diabetes. Yeah. 
Right. Well, they had diabetes type one, type two, and then uh, first it was adult onset, and right. And juvenile, and then, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, what are you? What do you teach your clients about how to deal with their condition? Do you guys work on the same spectrum? Like, are you doing the physical, and she's doing the the caregivers? That you know, like. Right. Well, Aaron. Yeah. So, different things. So, Jeremy, I call him. So, we met in undergrad that you shared. Um, we didn't start a relationship with the two of us till ten years down the road. And so although we knew each other, I was his classmate first. And I know he's got like this sponge. He just takes in information and he's really great as a teacher. And so he's been, you know, he's been in strength and conditioning and and then, you know, this side of things more. And he's just a fantastic trainer. Um, And I went, you know, we took our majors in completely different directions. I went and did a minor in gerontology and a master's in public health. And I've been in clinical trial research for years and loved it but as I advanced I became more administrative and that actually led me to how I first was introduced to both Andrew and Michelle was through IIN. I did an IIN program and that's also kind of what ended us up here on an island because we started you know you start asking yourselves well what do I want to do with my life and what what should we be doing and we have all this information we had cleaned up our our lifestyle we'd been pretty clean and healthy but I have some autoimmune issues and and a little baby and hormonal changes and nursing and how can how can we make this better? And that led to a lot of changes that you all know about. And um, we came here to visit this island and it just was the spot. You know, you you ask yourself, you know, what what am I being called to do? And we walked here and just said, holy smokes, we we've actually landed on the spot we have to physically be. And we just haven't felt anything but joy of being here. Um, I think what's kind of funny is you talked about responsibility. So um, we almost have this responsibility to those purposes in our life. And we've never felt like we shouldn't be here, even when we had to be evacuated for a hurricane. That's what I was worried <laughs> um, about, you guys. Yeah, even, <laughs> even when that happened, and Jeremy's you know, running a chainsaw group for months and and so, but we really got to know the community and the heart here. And that's why we're passionate about bringing wellness retreats here. And, and part of the reason why is through IIN and being able to meet all these amazing health coaches and wellness practitioners and being able to see, oh my goodness, we could help you all too. Because if you have a practice, you're busy trying to do all these aspects, but you know, if you had a place where you could bring your clientele, where they could truly get a reset and you could come with them. And I'll come. (laughs) Not bad. Depending on what you want to do, you know, you could, you know, that that practitioner could lead all the talks, or you could have us do it and and sit back more and really just enjoy this natural environment that we have in this small community and really honor the the work that our neighbors are doing. And it's just been an ideal place. And you know, trick or treat will come up here in a couple weeks and it's the most unusual wonderful experience you have the kids in a hayride style and we all follow along in golf carts as they go from the top to top (laughs) the ferry doesn't bring gas-powered vehicles over onto the island so there's very few gas-powered vehicles because you have to barge them over so most people get around in electric 
golf carts. I love it. That is great. So this island that everybody wants to go visit now, uh, <laughs> how, can we, how can our viewers and our listeners find out more about you guys and your work and how to get onto this island? Sure. Well, <laughs> we're, we're always open for tours anyway, even if you just happen to come over. Um, probably the easiest way right now to reach us, our email address is healingislandwellness.com or dot, uh, gmail.com. Um, and because we feel that way about this, it is a healing island and we believe in the wellness of it. Uh, Jeremy's website for Parkinson's, PD for Parkinson's disease, fit, F-I-T, life, L-I-F-E.com. And, you know, we're happy to talk to whomever about whatever you need. Oh, well, thanks so much for joining us uh, and for taking responsibility and showing up on time for the show today <laughs> and for your clients in the world. Thank you very much much for having us. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Everybody. Okay, so uh, ladies, what are your top takeaways from today's responsibility show? Well, I'm going to say something. So I realize why I like all these people in health and wellness that do take responsibility because I can't stand flaky people. Like I hate when someone's supposed to be there and they're not showing up and people who are canceling all the time and making excuses. I love being around other people that show up in life and Mm -hmm. say, it's up to me to make it happen. So I think that was very clear with both of our guests today that all three of our guests, that that's what they're doing. They're making it happen. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why we all get along so well too. I agree. Going, uh, becoming a health coach introduced me to a whole different type of person or people and it's a welcome change from uh, corporate america where everything is Mm -hmm. blaming and shaming and smoking and drinking yeah 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 i i also like really like people that are taking responsibility for their life and for their health and for everything that's going on it's a it's a whole different energy right so I remember when my dad, when I was growing up, he'd say, you know, show me your friends and I'll show you who you are, you know, and everybody was smoking and drinking and partying and not taking responsibility and laying on the couch all day long, right? So, yeah, look around. And now it's a completely different life, right? So I also love you gals as well, except for Lisa, who's always on vacation somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) I show up wherever I am. I show up even in France, she'll show up. <laughs> she shows up. I show up. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, for those of you that missed our show today, you can listen to the recording on iTunes or check, check us out uh, the video on YouTube. And if you want to interact with us live every week, you can hop on healthyviewradio.com at 12 noon Eastern where you can watch us recording the show. Plus, you get to see the behind-the-scenes action of what really goes on during the commercials, right? Because there's stuff happening back here that you don't even know about. (laughs) And if if you like our show as much as we like our show, we would love to see your review on iTunes, like this five-star review from Carol Halla. Carol says, I love listening to these energetic ladies each week. So much great information. There's always something valuable to take away. Holla back, girl. Carol, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, thank you, everybody, for your time and your energy and for showing up uh, to hang with us on uh, every Thursday. We love you, and we're taking responsibility for your happiness and your health by showing up as well. (laughs) All right. See you next week, everybody. Bye. Bye. 
Thank you for tuning in to Healthy View Radio. Please join Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fennighaus again for another fun and insightful edition of our show. We're live again next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. See you soon.